The United States President Abraham Lincoln made Thanksgiving an official national holiday on October 3rd, 1863, as Americans continued to wage a civil war. The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they came or from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequal magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Others have been ma maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere, except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, needful diversions of wealth and strength from the fields of peaceful industry to national defense have not rested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines, as well as the iron and coal of our precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country. Rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, was permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the American people, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are in foreign lands to set apart and absorb, observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular de deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national perseverance and perse uh, perseverance and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently employ the imposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose 
to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony wherefore I have here unto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington, this third day of October, A.D. 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th. Now this was um, this was uh, taken again out of an excerpt and was uh, written by the United States President Abraham Lincoln. Call the worship. Let's pray. Almighty God, Father in heaven, we confess that you are the Creator of heaven and earth. According to the Holy Scripture. You are a holy God who is most wise and true. For this reason, we have we confess that we are sinful people, a sinful people, and that we are gathered together to seek your mercy and invoke the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Dear Father, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and that you would renew our spirits. Father, create in us a desire for holiness and avail to us those deep, dark secrets of the soul that keep us from fully devoting ourselves to you. Perfect us, dear Father. Mold us and make us imitators of our Lord Jesus in order that we may know you and worship you in honor and truth. Accept our offering of worship as a token of our heartfelt love for you and your people. We ask that you would do all these things according to your tender mercies for the sake of Jesus, your Son, the true living Messiah. Amen. The title of today's message is A Natural Heart of Gratitude. A Natural Heart of Gratitude. Our text for today comes from Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Romans chapter 1. Beginning at Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 8. Please rise for the reading of the Word of God. Beginning at verse 8. Romans chapter 1, verse 8. I'll read and I ask that you please follow. This is the Word of God. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness. How constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. This is the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Please be seated. Now, I chose this passage mostly because, again, we are celebrating Thanksgiving along with our nation this day. And so I chose this passage to try to bring forth the thought and ideal of what Thanksgiving should be for us as 
Christians, that is, New Testament believers in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, I do understand, and I accept the fact that all of our nation, including Canada, I discovered that we uh, celebrate, we, we, we have set aside a certain day, and we call it Thanksgiving, that we celebrate. Now, the reasons for it go way, way back, goes way, way back. And um, I don't want to give a class on that or try, try to get into all the details about that. But know that this is a long, long tradition. Now, Canada, don't, I just want to make it clear, Canada is not celebrating right now because they, they, they normally celebrate Thanksgiving a lot more earlier, around November 8th, somewhere around that time frame. But um, as I just alluded to, Thanksgiving, uh, this tradition has been around for a long, long time. And um, so, now, what about Christians? What about believers? What about us? What should we think about this? Well, I'm going to let, let um, the message sort of uh, bring that forth on how we should think about this and uh, let you decide. So, anyhow, um, in Romans chapter 8, verses, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 1, verses, verses 8, through 13, which I've just read, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, expresses his gratitude for the Roman Christians. And I believe he expresses it because the expression of gratitude is innate to Christians. Now, I will attempt to show all this through the following points. Point number one, because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express our gratitude through the confession of our sins to God. Point number two. Because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express our gratitude through the grace of God. Point number three. Because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express this through praise and worship of the triune God. Now, let's deal with point number one. Point number one, because, like I said before earlier, the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express our gratitude through the confession of our sins to God. Now, what do I mean by innate? Well, I just want to just make it real simple. So, innate meaning naturally. This is just what we do. We express our gratitude because that's just what Christians do. God has created, I should say, recreated our hearts to a point of where now we just naturally do this. We naturally express ourselves. Um, I, should, I should say express gratitude. It's just what we do. So, you know, Whereas I would think that the rest of the world, the world is like it was kind of brought out in um, the message given, uh, written by Abraham Lincoln. Give thanks because of various reasons around us, you know, as far as because of what's going on, because of what we're doing, how we're doing, because of our circumstances and so forth. We as believers, we just naturally give thanks no matter what, no matter what the circumstance may be, 
through good times and bad times, we are thankful because we are thankful because God has placed it in our hearts. And because he has placed it in our hearts, we're thankful unto him. We're thankful unto him just naturally. Now, and so naturally, just as a tree, an orange tree produces oranges, just as an apple tree produces apples, Christians express their gratitude through what? The confession of our sins to God. We are in agreement with God's word that according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned, not some, but all. And so because all have sinned, that means we too have sinned against God. That is, we have broken God's commandments. We have transgressed his laws, as it were. That is, we have, we have crossed the line and we have no way of getting back. If you recall, back in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, he cast them out of his garden, that is, out of paradise, with no way of ever getting back. And that's what sin does. It separates us from God. And we can't never forget that. And we don't want to ever forget that. Even during this time of Thanksgiving, as they call it, in our nation. We remember that we are sinners. And that we are in need of forgiveness by God. A triune God. What I mean by a triune God? That is a God that has revealed himself in three persons. Father, Son. And Holy Spirit. And we are, as it were, united with Christ. And because we are united with Christ, just like our Lord, just like Jesus, who had no sin, just like him though, we want to be right with God the Father. And so, how do we get right with God the Father? Once again, it's all by grace. That's right. It's by grace. It's a gift. It's a gift of God. We have been called in union with Christ by God the Father as a gift. It's a gift. He did this for us out of his love. Now, if he had not done this, guess what? We will be left in our sins. That is, eternally separated from God. Eternally separated from God. And we know, that is, New Testament believers, Christians, we know that this is bad. Right, children? This is bad. Separation from God is bad. Union with Christ is good. Amen? So we are... United with Christ. And Christ died. Why? For our sins. He died for our sins. He took the punishment. He bore the punishment that what? We deserved. We deserved. 
And so that is why he died. And that is why with him, we too have died. In a real sense, we have died too. And because we have died, he had, within his death, sin no longer, as we learned earlier, right? Sin no longer has authority over us, that is, believers in Christ Jesus. We accept this by faith, that is, trusting. We trust and we cling to this truth, that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen? Our faith, even, as we learn, is a gift from God. All that we have, the very life that we, be, that we breathe, is a gift from, from God. And therefore, naturally, we are thankful, right? We're always thankful. We don't have just one day that we pick and to be thankful for. We're thankful all the time. All the time. Every day we're thankful. We live out of thankfulness unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And we confess our sins according to 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, He is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? So, we not only. Uh, we don't, we express our gratitude through our confession of sin. Understand that. Also, we confess our sins to one another. When we hurt one another, we naturally, as Christians, as believers, should be willing to go and reconcile ourselves to that individual whom we have harmed or caused harm. In whatever way, if that person has expressed to us that we have caused them harm, that we have hurt them, we need to be willing to listen. And we need to be willing to humble ourselves and seek reconciliation with that individual. Especially in the family of God. Right? Amen? We need to be more forgiving of one another. We need to be more willing to forgive and to forget. That is to forgive and let go. Try not to hold on to grudges toward one another for longer than a day, especially. Do not let the sun go down without going back to that individual and asking that person, hey, you know what? I think I've said something to you. I've done something to you that may have hurt you. Please forgive me. Or if you have something in your heart, a grudge toward that individual, that is your brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your co-workers, whatever it is, try to get over it. Try to be, um, begin by confessing to God, Lord God, I know I'm not in the right place and I need Forgiveness, first of all, from you. And then I need strength and courage, Father, to go and get right with this individual. Amen? Now, all this by the power of the Holy Spirit. We do this. This is what Christians do. Again, it's innate. This is how God has created us. And this is why we do what we do. 
I do what I do because I can't help myself. Because I'm a child of God, adopted child of God in Christ Jesus. He is the begotten. I am the adopted. And therefore, God has brought me back into a right relationship with him. Whereby I can ask him for forgiveness. Whereby I can be sure that without a shadow of a doubt, that my God and Savior will forgive me. Amen? So, that's point number one. Point number two. Because the expression of gratitude is innate, that is natural to every Christian, those who call themselves Christians, and I hope that's every one of us, We naturally express our gratitude through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. Meaning that this is a gift from God. And because it is a gift from God, um, we receive it. We receive it with thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen? With gladness. We're glad that we are under, or in, I should say, the uh, grace of God. Now, understand this. The grace of God. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is the, the, as it were, how can I say it? It's um, something that he has determined in advance to do for us, even though... We're not deserving, even though we're not deserving. He has promised, he has promised from the very beginning that he would save us from our sins. He has promised us in advance that nothing will hold him back from doing all that he has planned and purposed. From the very beginning, even before the foundation of the earth was was set, God had determined that he would save us from our sins through the means that he has determined way in advance. Now, we receive the grace of God with gladness and thanksgiving because God has acted throughout history. And we see that in the Bible. We see that God has acted in a certain way, in order to bring us back into a right relationship with him. Listen, when you read the Bible, you see that over many, many years, God has been arranging and rearranging. God has been calling forth individuals. He has been taking individuals and and, and forming them into the image and likeness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he has completed all that he has determined to do in advance. Amen? So, now, that finally has happened in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, we have been brought back into a right relationship with God, whereby we can call him Abba, that is, Father, God Almighty, that is, that we Trust that he's going to provide for us and give for us 
everything that we need in order to live life in a manner that he has prescribed. Amen? Amen. So, no matter what happens in this life, we know as Christians, as believers, we know that God is working for our good. He is working for our good towards salvation in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He is working for our good so that we, according to his word, he tells us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be with you. And he has done that in Christ Jesus. He has sent forth this Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and lives in us that connects us with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that preserves us. It's the Holy Spirit that will carry us through for all eternity until that day. And that day is coming soon, I assure you, when our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will return. And on that day, he comes, he will renew, and he will complete all that he has planned, that all that, the God, that God the Father has planned in him. Amen? So by faith, we reject the wisdom of the world. By faith, we, we say, you know what? No, we're not just going to pick one day to be thankful. We're thankful, what? All the time. We're thankful all the time. And we express this all the time. We express this again through gratitude, through a confession, we express our gratitude through the confession of our sins to God. And point number two, we express them through the grace of God, the gift of God. That is his love for you, his love for me. It's a love that is unconditional. Because if it was conditional, guess what? We wouldn't receive it. We wouldn't be deserving of it. But Jesus Christ was deserving. Jesus Christ earned the favor of God. Why? Because he did all that God required according to his laws and commandments. Amen? Jesus Christ did all that God required, even to a point of what? Death. And he received his son back. He received his son back. And as a sign of his love and his favor and his, his, his satisfaction, his satisfaction for his, his sacrifice on that cross. He raised them from the dead. He raised them from the dead. His, Jesus did not see corruption. His body did not see corruption because God had promised that to him. And not only that, because the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, he earned it. He earned it. Something to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. Point number three. Because the expression of gratitude is natural, natural to every Christian. Of course, naturally, we express this through praise and worship of the triune God. In Christ, we assemble to give praise and worship to the triune God, even like what we're doing right now. We come together 
by faith, that is trusting in the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, being united with him by the power of the Holy Spirit. We come together because this is just what we what do. This is just what we do. We can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves but to worship him according to that which he has established and he has written down in this word. Do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. Hebrews. We come together and listen, you guys got to understand when you read the Bible and you see passages like that and you see passages like Paul giving thanks, that's in the indicative. That means that that's in the that's in the in the in the um, what is called uh, a mood, the way they write, the way they write. You know, it's kind of hard to express that. But basically, like what Paul, when he was writing about giving thanks, that's just he's just saying, you know, I can't help myself. This is just what I do. And I'm going to give thanks and I'm going to I'm going to come. I want to come and see you. I want to do everything I can to make sure that you continue to grow in the faith, the knowledge and wisdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nothing will get in the way. Nothing will stop us from doing what God has called us to do. I assure you of that. That's why we're here, even now. And we can be thankful for that. Amen? That the Lord our God, He is faithful. Even when we are faithless, He is faithful. Amen? We honor God through giving and true confession. We honor God through giving and true confession. This is just what we do. We can't help ourselves. We want to give. We want to give. I tell you, every day I rise, I wake up, I can't wait to tell somebody about Jesus. I can't wait to do something like my sister. Just the other day, she called me with good news. Dennis, I did it. I did it. I did it, Dennis. I, I, I did it. Your prayers or something. She, she thinks it's my prayer. She thinks it was because of something I said. But she just don't know that when the Lord Jesus come upon you, you can't help yourself. But go and get right with God. You can't help yourself but go like she did and go to church and get right with God and, and join with other brothers and sisters in the battle. In the battle. Because remember, we're in a battle. Trust me, we're in, a, we're in a serious battle. Even though Christ has died for our sins, guess what? The enemy is still at large. The enemy is still on the attack. The enemy is after you. He will do everything he can to separate you from your calling in Christ Jesus. That is, he will do everything to keep you away from what we're doing right now. The assembling of the brethren. He will do everything he can to separate you and take you away from this household or, you know, and, and whatever church or organization you're in that, that, that seeks to worship and honor God, the triune God. And he will do it. And you'll get out there. You'll be thinking, you know what? I'm okay. I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm not bad as this person or that person. I'm okay. 
I'm not that simple. I can do this on my own. This is my ship. This is my day. This is my time. I do things the way I want to do it. He would do that. He would lead you astray. And once he leads you astray, he will kill you. He'll destroy you. And that is, you'll be forever more lost. Separated from God. And nobody's fault but your own. We're responsible for our lives. Amen? For Christ Jesus. We're responsible how we carry ourselves. We're responsible to be in union with Christ. Meeting with the brethren and the sisters in Christ Jesus. We're responsible. We should, we should always want to be accountable to one another. To those who trust and believe in Christ Jesus. We, listen, you start taking counsel from the enemy, guess what? Eventually, you're going to be just like him. Listen, birds of a feather, what? Flock together. It's that simple. Choose your friends. Don't let your friends choose you. That's my message for today. The natural heart of gratitude. Do you have a natural heart of gratitude? Do you know Jesus? Have you received him? Have you received him? Actually, have you received him into your heart? Have you called on him? Have you come to a place in your life where you realize that you're broken and in need of a savior? In need of God's mercy? If you haven't, I pray that God will have mercy upon your soul. I pray that God will bring you back. Or will, will bring you not back. Well, you know, I should say bring you back because we all are lost. We all have been, we all have lo- have been lost at one time or another. Even, those, even us who are in Christ Jesus. We were lost. The Bible says we were lost. But we are found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. That's why we sing that song. I love that song. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Right? It saved the wretch like me. That's the grace of God. Amen? So today, I just remember point number one. Because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express our gratitude. How? Through the confession of our sins to God. So we do that every day, right? <laughs> My professor, I'll never forget him. God bless his soul. Uh, he, he, he would always remind us, you know what? I sin every day. Matter of fact, I practice it. <laughs> Can't help it. The old nature. You know, in Christ, the old nature is still there. That's why we, as pilgrims, we're what? Passing through, doing what? Looking forward. To the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that we won't have to deal with this sin no more. We won't have to deal with this, this, this weak body. This body that craves sin. It craves, it craves it. It craves it. It, 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 it desires it so badly that sometimes we can't even help ourselves. Those who are in Christ Jesus. But guess what? That's why we seek God. We ask him for forgiveness, trusting that he what? Forgives us of all our sins. And he gets us right. He makes us right with him. 
he doesn't. How he, how exactly? I don't even know other than it's, it's mysterious in that way. But I do know that daily I'm on my knees or I'm in my bed, wherever I may be. Lord God, forgive me. Forgive me. The things that I want to do, for some reason, I just can't do it. I need you. I need you. Please, Lord. Please. Because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express our gratitude through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Because, listen, if it were not for his grace, we'll be left in our sins. That is eternally separated from him. No way of getting back. Do you understand that? Do you understand there's no way of getting right with God except by him actually determining in advance, determining that he will save you? I'll never forget in the Marine Corps. I'm going to real quickly share this with you. I, at one time, when I first, when I first got into the Marine Corps, we uh, had to go to the pool. And at the pool, they asked all, all of us, who can swim or who can't swim? Because those who can't swim, I want you on that side, that is to my right. And those who can swim, I want you on my left. And for some reason, I had made up my mind that I could swim. And I knew I could swim. Because I remember back in the days of going to the pool, walking to the pool, getting in the pool, splashing about. A couple of times I almost went down to the bottom, but I always somehow figured out how to get to the, to the edge. But I never was taught, never, like you guys... Uh, a lot of you guys, you know, uh, I, I made sure you went to the pool and learned how to swim by instructors. I never had any instructors, so I just, but I just basically taught myself like I do it in most things. I just teach myself how to do things. So, anyways, long story short, um, I went to the left side. I'm in the line, getting ready to swim. And now, in the Marine Corps, what they do is they, you, you're in full gear. Have my helmet, have my rifle, boots, everything, and we had to jump off a 10-foot tower into the water, and we had to swim from one end of the pool to the other end, the same length that a lot of you are, are familiar with at YMCA, which is about 25 yards, I think it is, a little bit longer than that, I think, when, at least it felt like it, it felt like it was a mile, when I, by the time I jumped off that tower and I jumped down into the water, I hit the bottom, I did everything like they taught me as far as that, they taught us how to jump off properly, you have to be in a certain position. They taught us how to hit the bottom and immediately bounce up. I did that like, uh, I was just, I, I wish I had a camera. I did it so perfectly. But then I got to the top and I started stroking. And I stroked. And I stroked. And I stroked some more. Before I knew it, I was back down at the bottom. I was back down at the bottom. And all I could see was the surface of the water. And all I could think of was that my, I remember them telling us too, whatever you do, do not panic. We'll come and get you. We'll get you out. Whatever you do, don't panic. Because if you do panic and you start fighting, we're going to leave you down there until you stop fighting. So I made sure I remembered that and I did not fight. And they immediately got me out. And I'll tell you, I, they put me out and they put me on the, on the, um, um, back on the side of the pool, and they 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 chewed me out. They was like, "You told us you could swim. What's the matter with you? Are you insane? Are you crazy?" They, they called me every name in the book, and and I was just I felt even worse. 
And so I share that with you because guess what? In this life, it's the same way. It's the same way. Listen, the Lord, the Lord, our God, he saves only those who can't save themselves. Did you understand that? So don't walk around thinking this just because God has chosen you. That is because of something in you. Because you you got it like that. Because you're so sweet and you're so pretty. You so you just you can't you know, no. Don't ever get to that point. That's why we live our lives out of gratitude unto Him. We're thankful all the time because we know that you know what? It's nothing in me. I don't know why I'm saved. And I I battle with it many times. I I don't even know why. I shouldn't be because I'm so I'm such a sinner. I'm such a wretch. Because the expression of gratitude is innate to every Christian, we naturally express this through praise and worship of the triune God. Amen. So please let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for this marvelous message. And we just pray as always, Father, that you would just continue to increase in our lives and that we would decrease. Always remembering, Father, that we truly are sinners saved by grace. And it all comes through faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we thank you, Father. And as the nation all around us, as people all around us go to and fro, as they travel, we pray, Father, that they would get to their destination safely. We pray, Father, that even today as we travel, that we would get to our destination safely and return home safely. But, Father, nevertheless, not our will be done, but your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.